Good evening and good night, world. Welcome back to the Sabali Podcast with Deontay Nelson. I am him, and this is volume 56. And uh, as always, thank you guys for tuning in and listening and, you know, sharing your feedback, man. It's uh, it's pretty dope, and I appreciate it, man, honestly. Um, you know, especially when it's like, you know, people I know in real life. And then they, you know, they say something to me like, "Hey, I listen to your podcast." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> it is still, it still trips me out, man. When people tell me that they listen, because um, I don't know, I just don't expect nobody, you know, to listen or to even be somebody that know me to listen. I just hmm, uh, share my thoughts, and some people listen to them, and some people like it, some don't. You know, either or. The fact that you took any time out of your day just to, you know, hear me speak, you know, it means a lot to me. So, uh, thank y'all. Like, that it makes a really big difference. I don't know if uh, I say that enough, but, you know, like, when people be like, hey, man, like, you know, I really like that episode or I really like when you said this. Like, that that gives me, uh, you know, feel to to keep doing it and, and um, lets me know that, like, I'm on... I'm definitely on the right path and doing something that I enjoy doing. And uh yeah, I don't I don't take that for granted at all, you know. Especially, you know, cuz um I recently just got out of quarantining because uh I had caught covid and yeah, man, that shit sucked. <laughs> for multiple multiple reasons but uh you know i'm good now i'm out you know thank god you know i'm in, i'm you know i'm fine but i did lose my uh you know i did lose my my sense of taste and smell for quite a bit and let me tell you i've never been so thankful <laughs> for those two you know you, you take it for granted, you know, on a daily basis, you can smell something that's good or bad. You can taste something that's good or bad. But, man, when I was going through that part of it, I would take the good, the bad, and the ugly that came with tasting, smelling stuff, man. Because it was, it was painful. Like, like, I literally had to eat because I knew I had to eat, but I literally couldn't taste nothing. Like, everything was just, like, nothing. Like, you know, I drink, I would drink something and be like drinking water. <laughs> So all I did was drink water and tea because it's like, I can't taste none of this stuff, man. Couldn't smell nothing. Like, I was smelling anything that I could try to see if I can get some type of smell of it. Couldn't smell nothing. And that was so weird. That was so weird, man. That was by far the weirdest thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. You know, and you know, I made it through it, thank God, and, uh, yeah, that stuff's no joke, you know, I mean, and I, and I was one of the people, I got vaccinated, uh, back in June, you know, just because, you know, I was, you know, I'm, um, I don't even know how to really, you know, take the angle on it, but, like, my thing is that I'm around my mom a lot, so, um, I was just like, yeah, you know, if I'm going to be around my mom, you know, I want to at least, at least make sure that I'm, I'm being, you know, careful and uh, that she's straight when I'm around her. But, 
you know, even my mom ended up getting it. I don't know who she got it from, but I got it from my mom, you know, but that's just how, you know, how it went and how stuff goes. And, you know, my mom is older and it was definitely uh, a little bit more rougher on her than it was for me as far as like, you know, health wise and stuff. But you know, my mom, my mom got through it as well. Thank God. And that was what I was concerned with the most. I wasn't really concerned about me getting it. I was more concerned about my mom having it. Because, you know, older people getting it, you know, it's it's just way more of a battle for them. And, you know, my mom has her own preconditions before it. So it's like, oh, man. Like, I was that was literally what I stressed about the most was my mom. You know, but I'm thankful that my mom... My mom got through it, man. Like my mom's a my mom's a G, man. <laughs> like she's, you know, she about five four on a good day. But my mom's a you know a very strong, strong woman. I've seen her get through some things in life that you know, yeah, like it's you know I don't think some men could get through. You know, I know some men couldn't get through. Like you know, like my mom. You know, I've seen her. Uh, seen her battle, you know, you know, having that aneurysm, like, my mom survived that aneurysm, you know, rupturing in her head, and, like, that's not supposed to happen, <laughs> like, I, my mom is blessed, man, my mom is definitely blessed, you know, most people, when, when the aneurysm rupture in the head, they usually die on, on impact, you know, and my mom was just like, I got a headache, <laughs> It's like, you got a headache, all right, let's go to the doctor. And go to the doctor, like, oh, yeah, we got to get you to the surgery room. What? And like, yeah, she had an aneurysm that ruptured, and she has another one on the other side, and that one's about to rupture, too. So we got to take care of both of these. So, I mean, that was, you know what I mean? And, and the crazy thing about that, that was, that happened when I was 20. And then this happened when I'm 30. And, like, it's damn near scary. Because I'm like, all right, man. Something traumatic happened with my mom when I was 20. Something happened traumatically with my mom when I'm 30. I'm worried about 40 after this shit. I'm like, all right, what the fuck? But my mom, my mom, she she be getting through it. And she got up, got up out that thing. But it's only so much, you know, you want to see somebody, you know, like that. You know, the woman that brought me into this world suffering like that. You know what I mean? This, and I'm a mama's boy, too. So, like, I'm the youngest of my mom's three children. So, I'm I'm a mama boy through and through. Like, if there's one thing you're going to know about me, you're going to know that I love my mom. I love my dad, too. I mean, me and my dad, we had our ups and downs through my life. But my mom, that's my rock. That's my foundation. Like, dang... Ain't nothing, you know what I mean? My mom ain't perfect by any means. She has her flaws, just like any other human being. But, you know, that woman is the reason for, you know, who I am today, you know, as a, you know, as a man. You know, the my morals and my core values for how I live and how I appreciate people comes from my mom. You know, I mean, I got some good qualities from my dad as well, but you know, that was 
when I was going through my adolescent years, my dad wasn't really around, you know, typical, you know, kid growing up in the hood story. You know, my dad wasn't around, but I had male father figures in my life, though. Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't be, you know, I used to trip off that when I was younger. You know, like, my pops wasn't around. I used to, I used to hate my pops at one point in my life because it's like, my nigga, you ain't, you, ain't, you ain't do shit for me. But, you know, as I got older and once I became a parent, I had to, I learned how to flip that view. And it's like, you know what? My dad might not have shown me what to do, but he damn sure showed me what not to do. You know what I mean? So it's like I had to look at the glass half full. I mean, but then as I got older, you know what I mean? I just started understanding stuff more as a parent with my pop. And that's where, you know, when we got, you know, we got closer from, you know, uh, first of all, when my mom had her aneurysm, you know, my my pops was, you know what I mean? He was he was down here he was on it like he was like yo like i'm my pops is tripping out him and my mom relationship is so fucking they're so odd i don't get it and i don't want to understand it because I, I don't i don't understand them too like they 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 still fuss and fight like like married people but like it it, it cracks me up because i i always wonder like what was their relationship like when they were younger like you know what led them to to me being born like i would love to see that because like the dynamic that they have when they talk on the phone it's just like y'all two i think but i don't want to say it but i think you two motherfuckers you know uh are kind of still bickering at each other about something i don't know about <laughs> uh but hey you know that's that's y'all business i'm not i'm not dwelling into that one but yeah, man, my, my parents are older, so they're getting up there in age now. Well, not getting up there. They are up there. So it's so when it comes to stuff about health and their health, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on them both, especially my pops. You know, he he retired. He can't even stay retired and sit down. Like, like fam, you've been working all your life, man. Like, enjoy being a retired person. He can't do it. He he loves what he does. You know, my, my pops a <clears throat> he's a retired mechanic, but he ain't retired. He still be <laughs> doing mechanical shit. But he, he that's what he's you know, that's what he's known for back home in in Chicago, and that's what he loves to do. He loves cars, which hints my fucking obsession when it comes to cars, which also hints my son's obsession. He's starting to grow up for cars, so it's like oh, it's just in our DNA to love cars i guess but cars and guns my my son definitely takes that from my pops he's on this on this kick about guns he got choppers laying all around my house <laughs> like it don't make no sense how this three-year-old boy got all these guns in my house like that i blame that on my pops and my best friend carly for him and his uh fascination with guns right now because there ain't no reason that this boy be wanna daddy can I take my gun in the store? Fool no. What? You don't need that. We're going to Target. You don't need no gun. <laughs> like man, leave that in the car. I have to tell him that now because I can already tell when he about 18 or whatever when he does if he's you know we're still gonna be in the guns like that as he get older. It's gonna be like nah fam leave that in the car. Like cause I yeah you you that's just I'm not ready for that life yet. But it, it is funny to see, to see, um, you know, myself 
in my parents and as well in, as in my my kids you know to see that like all right I got this from you and they're getting it from me like that, I don't know that that it's kind of trippy to think about because it's like some stuff that you know my kids do they're just like I didn't even try to teach you that you just picked up on that or that's just something that's in you like my daughter's like a neat freak like me and her mom but it's not some you know it's not something that I don't think either of us tried to intentionally teach her she's just you know what I mean just adapted to it and like I'll be having to have stuff in order and books and books lined up certain ways I have all my clothes lined up a certain way my daughter's the same way like she's super particular about things and that's why like when she be cleaning up her room and be doing stuff I don't bother I don't bother it because I know what that feel like when somebody goes into my space and and bothers something it, it it pisses me off so when she does it you know what I mean? I'm like, all right, cool. I'm, I know you're going to clean it up, so I'm not even going to bother you because I know that you're going to catch an attitude with me because that's exactly how I am. Like, my brother, like, when I was younger, like, I can tell, like, when somebody would go in my room and mess with something because I would have stuff lined up a certain way, and if it was off, I would know somebody been in my room because they touched it, and he was like, dude, you are a serial killer. <laughs> He's like, there's no reason you need to have everything. I'm like, yes, it is, man. This is how I this is how I function. I can't function under organized chaos. I have to have things in order. You know, I have to have structure. Like I, I have to have a routine. You know, because if I don't, then I'm off. And I don't know what that is. I mean, maybe I'll ask my therapist about it or something. But I don't know. I just I just how I got him. I just gotta have stuff in order. It helps me get through my day a lot better. You know, I have a planner. You know, I try to follow, you know, my planner by the day that I have, you know, laid out for it. And, yeah, I try to keep it pushing that way. Because I, I don't understand how people can function under organized chaos. Because some people really can and they can thrive under that. I will have a panic attack probably if, like, everything is out of order and out of whack but I mean I understand things don't go as planned but you know I understand that you got options with stuff but as far as just like how I live like I have to have stuff in order and you know my my kids is picking up on that too like they have their they own things of having their stuff in order and I don't bother them like all right, you got you you got your thing going on, so I understand it. So I don't um, I don't just uh, rule over what they have. If they have their thing. I let them have their thing, and I feel like that helps. That helps a lot with you know with parenting. Like I, you know, I allow my kids to uh, you know, correct me when I'm wrong about something because I'm not always right, and I don't want to. That's a battle I wanted to cut out super early in my kids' relationship with them is that, you know, uh, shoot, daddy can be wrong at times. Like, I'm not always right. Sometimes you guys are going to be right. And I would tell them, like, yeah, you're right. You know, you're right about that. Like, my kids, uh, 
like they understand, like my daughter's four, my son's three. So he understands, understand, you know, basic stuff fairly well. And like we can have conversations. So I don't, I don't hold much from my kids about myself because I feel like the more that they know, the more they can really know me and I can get to know them because, you know, you got to, least I feel that I have to get to know my kids every day because, you know, we, we, we try to be consistent as people, as who we are on a day-to-day basis. But, you know, some days, some days you're not feeling, you're not feeling that great. You know, some days you're not in the greatest mood. So like, I'd be having to talk to my kids about that. And they'll tell me like, I'm sad or I'm mad or I'm okay. Or I'm great. You know, like, just have conversations with them just to learn, just to figure out like, all right, what's what you got going on today? How you feeling today? And I think that's like the coolest thing, man, is to just be that open with my kids, you know, and because I don't want them to feel like they can't talk to me or like that I'm their boss or anything like that. Like, I don't, I don't like that. Like, I don't even allow my kids to even you know, had that mentality that, like, somebody's the boss. Like, no. Like, my son tried to say to me one time, like, Daddy, you the boss. I'm like, I'm not the boss. I'm like, I'm your, your father, but I'm not your boss. Like, I don't I don't write you a check. I don't give you money for, you know, working. That That's a boss. A boss is somebody you work for. I'm like, I'm not your boss. I'm your father. Like, you know, then he was asking me, like, you know, is this teacher the boss? I'm like, no, that's your teacher. I'm like, that's not your boss. That's just your teacher. So it's like, you know, um, I don't I don't want that like feel like I'm the ruler of them or, or something like that. I don't know. It's just not that's wasn't how it wasn't how I was raised. Like, you know, I was I was raised a a way to, to think that like, yo, like you have an opinion. Just like me, you know, your opinion is important. Like both my mom and my dad never, never made me feel like I was um, like there was like, you know, they were above me. Because they were the parent and that they was always right or something. No, neither one of my parents was like that. Both of my parents were, you know, people that was open to hear me out. Even from me, I even I can remember as a kid, like, you know, me talking to my my mom and my dad just like about anything. Like, yeah, I don't want I, I don't think I ever had a like a a fear of just being open and honest with my parents because they never gave me a reason to. They never made me feel like I was, you know, like I couldn't just be who I was around them or around other people. Like I've always just, you know, been able to be myself no matter what um, group of friends or crowd I'm around. Like I never felt never felt the need to be somebody that was out of my character around a certain group of people. You know, I just, I never felt that way. And I think that's why I was able to move around in different crowds. Like, I can be one day and, you know, growing up, you know, I can be in Oakdale chilling with my friends and stuff in Oakdale and the next minute I can be somewhere with my friend Sam at a... (laughs) at some like rock show and 
I, I mean, I don't know. I just always able to be like myself around people, and I'm and like you know, I've always wanted like you know people that have to put on facades and and be somebody not just to be around a certain group of people. That shit got to be draining. Like to put on a a show just because you're around a certain people, you know, just to feel accepted around that certain crowd. I'm like that's got to be tough. Like, and I'm not even judging you for it. I just, I just don't understand it myself because I never had to do that. It's like, man, that that's that's a full time job, damn near. That's another job that you're doing for free. I mean, if you can't be who you are fully and feel accepted around a certain group of people, then you you shouldn't be around them. That's just how I feel. You know, if I can't be accepted for who I am, then yeah, what am I doing here? You know, if it's even in, even in a workspace, like I don't even play that in a workspace. Like if I'm not gonna be me at work, you know, you know what I mean? Like then, like I don't, I'm not gonna be here. Like I'll leave. I'll leave. <laughs> Because, I mean, at the end of the day, a job is a job. It's not something, you know, I don't know. I just never been one to really cling on to, excuse me, to stuff like that. And um, that has its positive and its negative, of course, about just like anything else in life. But I don't I don't feel I don't feel no way about it. Not at all. But yeah, man. If um, so, if you're somebody who um, you know, has had COVID as well, like uh, let people know that shit. You know what I mean? Like, if you have it, and like, but you're just still out and about in regular life, like you don't have it, that's a problem. Like, you know. I don't know what everybody's stands is on being vaccinated, not being vaccinated. But like, if you are currently going through it and you know you have it, like, yo, just say something to people. Because you can be putting, it might not be that person directly that you're putting in danger, which you are still. But like, you can still put like them around one of their loved ones and they get around one of their loved ones and then that loved one gets it and, you know, passes away and it's like, you know, you low-key just assisted in a death. And I don't know about you, but I wouldn't want that shit on my conscience at all. So, yeah, man, be responsible. Um, take, you know, take the steps you gotta take to, you know I mean, make sure you're safe out here in these streets because big COVID outside and, uh, Big COVID don't seem to be going nowhere no time soon. And, uh, yeah, man. In the words of the great tax stone, be safe, though. You got to be safe out here, man. Stay masked up. Stay prayed up. Uh, do whatever you want to do with the vaccination. You know what I mean? But just make sure your health is in order. You know what I mean? Eat right. You know, going through the the quarantine and stuff, you know, me eating healthy, honestly, was the biggest component in helping me, you know what I mean, get through it. Like, I threw out the little bad stuff that I did have 
food wise, which wasn't which wasn't much because you know my son has quite a few allergies, so that alone stops the the not eating healthy right way at my house right there alone. So like the little stuff I did have, just threw it right in the trash. You know what I mean, you know, I have family members ask me, like, you know, you need anything? Like, yeah. So I get them, you know, texting my list of stuff that I needed. You drop it off at the door. You know what I mean? I had what I needed to get me through. And uh, I'm thankful for all the people that, you know what I mean, that did help me. Helped me and my mom, you know, while we was quarantining at our own homes. And doing what they didn't have to do, just going out of their way, you know, taking time out of their day to help us. You know what I mean? I appreciate that, you know what I mean? Ten times over. But I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, once I was able to taste again and smell again and do all that fun stuff, I did have some bad food with a quickness. I did have withdrawals. I'm not going to lie. I'm not perfect. I definitely was like, you're, uh, can you drop some Chick-fil-A off at the door? <laughs> Best believe I got the chicken minis. And boy, when I tell you, it was so, so nice to finally taste some food again. It was much needed, man. Much needed. And the time alone was much needed, too, as much as I didn't want it. But it was definitely, definitely needed. So, uh, yeah. Before I go, I definitely want to say um, happy belated birthday to my brother, Carl Lee. Um, he is currently in the uh, Dominican Republic right now, um, inebriated, I'm sure. But uh, happy birthday, bro. You know I love your crazy ass, man. And uh, I know you and the missus down to having a good time and everybody else, too. And uh, another thing I want to say is I want to say uh, thank you to the individual who uh, created the new cover art. Uh, hope I'm saying his name right. It is a deadly sweet. I will put his uh, Instagram link in the bio to his page. Uh, he does amazing work, man. And uh, this individual, you know, he great communicator through the process, you know, of asking me about, you know, how I wanted the uh, cover art to be, and man, he he uh, went up above and beyond my expectations for the cover art. So this amazing, dope cover art that you see now, when you uh, listen to this episode, is brought to you by Deadly Sweet. And yeah, man, we definitely gonna do some more business in the future. Whenever I do have to have, you know, something either you know work wise or with the podcast or even just personal like this just to get good just a good human being and uh yeah i learned about his work from uh the ground up podcast because he had did the cover art for their um uh, podcast and i was like well, that's just dope and yeah connected with the individual and you know i mean we got the work done and i I feel like a real, real podcaster now because of this cover art, man. I feel like super official, you know, in this podcast space because of my cover art. So it's original. It's a one of one. And uh, I'm probably honestly never going to change it (laughs) unless he does it again. So, but uh, moving on, 
to um, the book of the week. It's a book I've done before, but uh, I feel like I kind of need to go through it again just because of the space I'm in or the space I'm coming out of. And uh, the book is titled The Mirror of Motiv- Motivation by uh, Dre All Day Baldwin. And uh, Dre recently had another book that is on his way to my house that I purchased. Um, it's called The Third Day. And um, Dre is just, you know I mean, he's a, he gives it to you raw, man. <laughs> Dre does not play in his books. And it's, it's just like a blunt, honest truth. It's unapologetic. It's Dre. And uh, yeah, man. And this his thing is uh you know saying work on your game you know and you can put that towards anything you know in sports life business you know what I mean you got to work on your game you can't expect you to just improve without putting the work in so I'm definitely gonna go back through this book this week and uh, yeah this is the book of the week but uh, that is the episode for this week as well man. You know, as always, I appreciate you guys for listening and giving out feedback. Um, yeah, can't say thank you enough. But until the next episode, you know, if you are a Patreon member, I will talk to you on Sunday. Um, if not, I will talk to you next Wednesday. Um, live, learn, share, repeat. Be safe, though. Thank you, Tax. And uh, I'll holler at y'all later. Love.